Before we begin, what does a uh, story mean to you? Um, well, the dictionary definition is a retelling of a series of incidents or events. I would add with a point. Why do you think that? Um, well, I guess when you listen to a story in its natural habitat, the person telling the story will probably state the premise. Like, I mean, oh my gosh, I got so sunburned last week, or something like that. And then they would say how they left their sunscreen on the car, and how they parked their car like an hour away from the actual beach, and they didn't want to go get it and come back. So, but what sticks to you in that story is, oh, I need to uh, remember to bring my sunscreen to the beach, right? So that's why I think that every story, no matter how simple it can be, it's it has a meaning to it, even if it's not as noticeable as others. Huh, interesting. Got anything else? Um, I think that there are so many words that we think we know the definition of, but we really don't. I remember hearing a really successful jazz bassist saying that he was a worse player before he found out what bass means. It means bass, right? Bass? Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you mean the foundation bass? Yeah, the foundation bass. So when he found out, like, him playing the bass was, like, the foundation of the band, then he played like he was the foundation of the band. So he was obviously already really good in the beginning, but he just became way better? Right. Okay, so actually, um, first, do you know what a fire hydrant looks like? Yeah, obviously. Well, people would usually say that, but when you think you do, you really don't? Because when I asked you to draw one, well... Oh, bruh. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Like, where are the bolts and things? Whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, in the beginning, you stated that the past was not, well, predictive. What do you mean by that? Um, well, I mean, the people who say that the past is predictive is only right if they don't change the behavior at all. If you change your behavior, the past is not predictive. So you have a story that shows this? Actually, yeah, I do. So this story begins with a guy, let's just name him Noah, and he's outside of school, hanging out with friends that he shouldn't hang out with, and he's also failing out of school. Um, he doesn't go to class because he doesn't care at all about his academics, since he took an IQ test and it came up at 70, which is arguably low for a human being. Yeah. Um, but this guy, he was raised by a single mom living on the east side, struggling with money, but he promises his mom that he would take a test called the SAT. So the SAT is a test that's split into two parts, um, a verbal part and a math part. So 
Noah takes the test, comes home, doesn't expect anything, right? Right. But three months later, he gets the results back. And just to remind you, this guy is bombing, failing out of school, no goal in life. Mm-hmm. Well, he gets a 1480 out of 1600. What? Right? Yeah, like, a really, really good score for a person like him. To put that into perspective, George Bush got a 1208 on his SAT. And most average people will be like, oh my gosh, four digits, that's a miracle. Right? So... I actually don't really know much about the SAT. Is it mandatory? Um, well, in America, I'm pretty sure it's mandatory. But in Canada, I don't believe it is. But if you're an American wanting to come into a Canadian university, you should be expected to show your SAT results to them. All right. But continuing with the story, his mother, knowing any child like him, asks, Did you cheat? Right? But the way the numbers are arranged and words are arranged, there's no way to cheat. And also, like, the fact that there's someone watching you, right? So his mom says, uh, you really got that score? And Noah's like, yeah, I really got that score. So now he feels a change and realizes that he's smart. Have you ever, like, gotten a really good score on a test and, like, you want to try really hard to get it again and to experience that feeling again? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty much his feeling right now. So now he starts to go to class, he doesn't hang out with who he used to, doesn't do what he used to, and all the teachers are like, hey, maybe you missed the boat on this kid. So they start to treat him differently. And eventually Noah graduates, goes into a community college, because remember, they're still struggling with money, mm-hmm. and becomes this super successful magazine entrepreneur. Good for him. So I said to my dad, well, the guy was always smart, right? He just needed a standardized test to unlock the door. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, but my dad <clears throat> said, no, that's not the story. You see, 13 years later, after all this guy's success, he receives a letter in the mail from New Jersey saying that he was one of 13 people who the SAT board sent the wrong score to. His actual score was a 688. Or 689, sorry, oh. 1600. Oh, wow. like, that, that's pretty bad. Oh, my God. Not that I could do better, but... <laughs> yeah. So, Bro, that low? Yeah. That's... I don't know. So, Noah said, uh, People think my whole life changed when I got a 1480. But what happened was that my whole life changed when I acted like I got a 1480. So, is this guy still, like, rich and, like, doing well? Uh, he should be. I haven't been in contact with him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. So, um, what do you want us and the classmates to learn from this? Um, so, A, right, your language is powerful, but B, your behavior is way ahead of your success. And I think most people, including me and probably, or at least mostly everybody listening to this right now will let their feelings dictate what they do as opposed to just throwing your behavior out there. Mm-hmm.